hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the BeerCast! Um, hello, welcome to the BeerCast, I'll say it again. Um, how are you doing? Uh, my name is Richard, uh, good evening. Uh, we're recording this unusually quite late at night for us. Normally we're a mid-afternoon kind of guy. Or, or breakfast even. Breakfast time beer. Beer before breakfast. Yep, night, bacon and eggs with your beer, it's always good. Uh, but we're recording this in August, so you'll probably hear this at the end of September. Uh, but in the spirit of the Edinburgh Festival, we're having a late night Friday night podcast. Mm. Uh, coming up, we've got music from uh, some band. <laughs> the lightning seeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to drink some beer, and uh, with me today is uh, Groom. Hello, Groom. Yep, yep. He's also ready to go. <laughs> and also Andy from London. From, um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best introduction we've ever done. We're amazing. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think we, we, we just get better and better. I think it's the professionalism. It is. Um, it just improves with every podcast. We run, we run a tight ship. Uh, not here, unfortunately, is uh, Shabosh, for his, his Dutch special. Um, <laughs> because uh, he's gone to see a band. Lucky them. He's gone to see lightning seeds. He'll be all nighter. He's playing the strings. Um, yeah, actually, despite all our sort of introductions, I didn't actually say what this beer cast is. Uh, we're doing Dutch beers tonight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that what you were going to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Uh, right. So uh, we've got the first beer here. I don't know who's going to open. I'm going to I'll press start. Mm-hmm. Yay. Uh, Netherlands is primarily known for lager, especially Heineken and Grolsch, which are exported globally. Heineken being the world's third largest brewer of beer. Uh, after Anheuser-Busch and S.A.B. Miller. It's Anheuser-Busch? Anheuser-Hausen. Are they with Germans like here? No, they were founded by German immigrants into the States. Oh, they do like Miller. Well, actually, actually, the company is now Anheuser-Busch InBev, because they got taken out. Um, this isn't, um, brewing the bottle. No, bo- bottle, bottle conditions. <laughs> bottle conditions. <laughs> <laughs> brewing your own bottle. <laughs> brewing the bottle. There's a little man in there. <laughs> a little tiny brewing. Tiny, tiny brewer. No, it's fine. Uh, Pale Lager makes the majority of beer production in the Netherlands. In fact, 90%, 95% of beer in the Netherlands is lager. Oh, this yeah. looks like lager to me. Well, this is uh, Pilsner, Pilsner, actually. This is Lindeboom. Lindeboom Pilsner. What's the difference between Pilsner and lager? Uh, we're actually thinking of having a Pilsner special. Uh, Pilsner is a type, lager is a process. So, beer is lagered, it's stored in a cold temperature for a number of weeks, and that turns into lager. But a pilsner is a type of lager which started off in Pilsen in the Czech Republic. And so you get pilsners. Pilsners from Germany are different typically to pilsners from the Czech Republic. They're slightly different tasting. This is a pilsner from the Netherlands. It's, but it's not, you know, some uh, foods and, and, and drinks are got that kind of EU protection that says that oh, yeah. it has mm-hmm. to come from that place. But that's not the case with pilsner, is it? No, no. Pilsner is it's a style of beer. It's not like, um, yeah, it's not like palms and cheese or champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like a Palacio Control A. Yeah, that was called. Mm-hmm. I've got smokies. Yep. Like Thank you, cheese. Not a bit. Tastes like a lager. <laughs> it does taste like a lager. It's always difficult lagers on here because they're fine, but it's not a lot you can say. Mm. Uh, Lindeboom Pilsner is a dry Pilsner beer with a pleasant yeasty fruitiness. It is dry. You, you can mm. definitely say that. Linda Boom, uh, if you want to hazard a guess what Linda Boom means, looking at the label. Trees. It means lime tree. Because it's boom tree. Uh, it must be, yeah, because Linden is lime, isn't it? Linden, Linden. Well, Amer- America, North Americans call limes Linden, don't they? Linden tree. Really? 
Hmm. When we're in Vancouver, we start learning already. already. That's a quite, it's a quite a high fact count already. Yeah. We're doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just you wait. Um, <laughs> it's only because Shovels isn't here. That's not I'm breaking out the facts. I feel <laughs> liberated from my, <laughs> my factorial prison. <laughs> Fear of reprisal. Factorial <laughs> yeah. prison. Um, apparently, this lime tree was planted in 1806, and it's been there ever since, and it's still there in the brewery courtyard. This one? In the brewery or in the brewery courtyard? Yeah, yeah. that one on the bottom, yeah. Now, they began in 1870 when a farmer called Willem Guinan opened a small brewery and he was such a success, so he decided to stop farming and become a brewer. He had to be granted a licence by the Bergmeister in the area to brew beer, which he did. What was the Bergmeister? Uh, he's like the, or the mayor of the, the Berg, the, right. the kind of the head honcho, I guess. Back then, in, in the 1880s, they probably couldn't just start brewing there to get permission. So he went through the appropriate channels. His first effort was called uh, Guinan's Beer, but then he decided to rename it Lindeboom after his large lime tree. I'm certain that's not how you pronounce it. No. Not bad. Lindeboom? Lindeboom. Like, of, all, of, all, of all types of beers that I don't like, lager I, I don't like the most. Mm-hmm. When you, I do remember when I was like 16... 17, having, having kind of penance for the first time. You, you know before you're going to be sick, you get that kind of watery feeling in your mouth <laughs> at, at the sides? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, well, yeah, on occasion. Yeah. Tenants gave me that, that kind of oh, watery, oh, I feel like I'm going to be sick feeling. It's a natural response. <laughs> <laughs> to tenants. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I really dislike lager, um, but what this has got in its favour is that it's really dry. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't be comparing this to Tenants, um, yeah, because this is a pilsner. Tenants isn't a pilsner. They, they, they kind of claim <laughs> it's a Polish pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of claim it's a pilsner style beer, and there are a lot of good pilsners from the UK. I mean, meantime, you know, they do a good pilsner. Hmm. Um, there's various other ones floating about, and. Maybe I think maybe you're not trying the right kinds of lager. I mean, you shouldn't let tenants discolour your fumes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> oh there are some cracking lagers out there, especially British lagers. We did a lager special, but it wasn't good enough to go out, so we binned it. Mm. Part of our famous beer has quality control. We've only ever been two, three years. Everything else goes out. Anyway, you liking this, uh, Grant? It's quite sweet, isn't it? It's all right, yeah. Uh, it's um, kind of sweet and dry at the same time. It's fine. Mm. I like it. I, you never always have... You can't always say a lot about it. I'll put it here. I'm just putting it here. I always think lagers, pilsners, go down well in a hot climate. Yeah. Very yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, whereas in Britain, even today, which is pretty cold, even though it's middle summer. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I can never drink that much because it's a mm. bit gassy. But yeah. it's, it's nice. And if I was sitting in France... Yeah, absolutely. If you if you were staying like, a, like on a on a beach, you're drinking a French lager. <laughs> I'd be drinking quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you just had maybe like a salad or, or a tuna salad or or because that's all they have a bread yeah, salad. Yeah, mm. that's why they also drink. Then this would be <laughs> this would be quite nice. But in Britain, I guess you you're. So it's not fattening enough for me. <laughs> yeah, too low a calorie. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you've got a sausage net or something. <laughs> <laughs> get some fat floating on the side. Try and fry it. Like yeah. those, those beers that have got um, worms at the bottom. Mm. In British libraries. Sausage in it. Banger at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to the end. And you go abroad and have a ooh la la chipolata. But yeah, there's just there's more interesting beers to drink in, in Britain, really, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And there are more interesting beers to drink tonight. It's just. Uh, uh, the reason I picked this was because, as I said, 95% of Dutch beers are this style of bit more, not pilgrims, but lagers, pale lagers. But not all of them, as we'll find shortly. So, yeah, I thought I'll start off on a lighter note, and mm. uh, as you may see later, we'll get onto the head. Mm. Well, it does drink your beer in a half pint, but with a massive head. Mm. You hardly get any beer. The continental flag. Yeah. yeah, and I reckon it's, it would, I reckon it's cheap when you have beer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, when in Rome and all that. Mm. Uh, so that, yeah, so you never get to drink that much. So we're saying this is this is another summer's day beer, but not in Britain. <laughs> no. In that two days we had, it was really hot. Yeah, we've been pretty good. That's true. I was in London yesterday and it was thirty degrees. And I got there, I couldn't believe it. It's about twelve degrees today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got off so. the plane and the door opened and the steps were there and it's like hot wind hit me in the mm. face. It's like when in Portugal. Mm. Unbelievable. Really hot. Was it sticky on the tube? Oh, it was horrible on TV. I went to see my brother uh, in Walthamstow, Hillermark, and he doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he doesn't. How dare you? Um, and there was a delay on the uh, Victoria Line, and I was stuck in a tunnel for almost half an hour. Mm. Oh, no. Finsbury Park and Seven Sisters due to signal failure, and it was just horrible. Did people start to bond? No, people started to ignore each other. Even more. Even more so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, there's no bonding going on at all. Um, I think maybe it would have been like a weekend, young people kind of train, it would have, but it was kind of early evening, commuters going home yeah. to Walthamstow, and there was no, there yeah, was no, no. no. everyone was listening to their iPod or reading the London Lights or the other one. Yeah. The paper. The London paper, yeah. Which I read today is uh, possibly under the axe. Yeah, they're getting rid of that. Yeah. But, you know. Which is a shame, because of the two papers, it was the better one. Right. Anyway, we're getting off topic, so... Just a bit. Uh, I can tell you about where this is brewed. This is brewed in the province of Limburg, which is uh, in the very, very south of the Netherlands, right between Germany and uh, Belgium. It's just like a little finger that sticks down into Germany, is it? Um, Limburg is the centre of Limburgish, which is a language. Until 1900, it was the only language spoken in that region other than German. No one spoke Dutch at all until uh, 1901, when the Dutch royal family forced the people of Limburg to swear allegiance to them in Dutch. And then they all started speaking it. And then the, the language of Limburgish disappeared forever. I think they still speak it, but it's one of these, yeah, it's one of these dialects that mm. only the old timers speak. I, mm. I don't know, I could be wrong, I only looked at it on Wikipedia this afternoon for two minutes, so... <laughs> <laughs> don't write in. Apologies to the people of uh, Limburg. Unless you want to write in Limburgish, I can put it into Google Translate and see if it comes up. Mm. Uh, well, we're heading up for 9 minutes and 42 seconds. That's extremely accurate. Okay, well, I think we should score then. Yep. Should we start with uh, yourself? Um, Approached it. Should score for Linda Boone Pilsner? Three and a half. Because mm -hmm. um, it's quite, quite boring. <laughs> Fair enough. The John Major of beers, which you described famously. <laughs> the John Major, that's a good one, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I can't help but give it six. Mm. You tried, but... <laughs> <laughs> it forced your hand. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm going to give it five and a half. It's... I know you say it's dry, but there's also a sweetness, which I'm not yeah, that mm. keen on. Touch too sweet. Maybe it's the kind of, it does say there's like a pleasant yeasty fruitiness. I don't get any yeast at all, but um, there's a slight fruitiness. It's I'm interesting. Not so, yeah, I'm not so sure about Pilsner. You know that Pilsner, Pilsner Urkel? Mm. I, I just don't, I never liked that. Mm. And it's supposed to be a really good Pilsner. Yeah, well, it's the original Pilsner, yeah. I'm not, I'm just, I don't get down with it that well. I was drinking a Bitburger the other day, and I really like that. I don't know if Bitburger is one of these Pilsners that's seen as exotic over here and then the Germans think it's piss I don't know but mm. it, that's really dry and it's really it's, it's much lighter than that and it was, it was really good uh, I really like that which is why I, I think we should do a Pilsner special we've got some beers and we can talk about that mm. but it'll be quite similar but yeah I mean how much of a taste variation are you going to have with Pilsner? not huge I don't know I mean I, I do know that um, Pilsners from different countries do differ um, you've got the Czech Pilsners that um, have got a Pilsner they're, they're slightly Stronger than Germans. Uh, Germans are more bitter and more earthy. I think that's what yeah. kind of split. So there is subtle differences, but maybe you have to be a, a long-time Pilsner fan to detect those. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I always see lager Pilsner that kind of style. It's more of a scale. Like some of them are nice, some mm. of them are rubbish, but they all kind of taste on a similar scale. Mm. Yeah. Whereas beers obviously taste very, very different depending yeah. on what, what they have. So it's yeah, it's not as much variation. Yeah, I, I think this would be fine with food. I think yeah, if you're having like a, a pasta or or or, or beef or, or risol or something like that, and you want it to kind of cleanse your palate when you're finished, then this would probably do the job. Mm. Okay, that was our first beer. That was Linda Boom Pilsner. And uh, when you come back to us, we'll be back with something a bit more interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, you, know, know, you can piss in the ball in the cabin. So nobody sees you. And welcome back. This is our second beer in our beer cast Dutch special. special. And this is uh, Christoffel Blonde. It's 6% and it comes with uh, the funky, I guess, the, are these Dutch style openings? Uh, it could be. Yeah, oh, they're... A lot of Dutch beers haven't, don't they? Uh, yeah, gross, has it? Yeah. Oh, tiny. So uh, who wants to have a crack at opening these bad boys? Chief. If any beer is going to, no, I, I did the last one. If any beer is going to fizz up, it's going to be this one. Right, let's give this a go. How does it not go flat? Because it's got holes in the side. No, it's just, that's just through the. No, oh, so it doesn't go all the way through there. No, it's just in the neck of the bottle. The, yeah. Um, yeah, it's still sealed. Th there's a name for these, but I can't remember what it is. Oh. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> 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 Beers, oh. <laughs> yep, now be these. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good job. I'm in my kitchen. And you're new to clean up. I'm scared to open most of them. I'll have a sink too, just in case. Wow, that's that's the shit. Yep. So we got some. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's a that's a heavy beer. Yeah. Well, I attempt to yeah, you go for pour. some pouring. Uh, it's Christoffel Blonde. They're um, the, from the beer brewery Christ San Christoffel. They're quite a young brewery. They're founded in 1986 in the former coal mining town of Ruhmwind in Limburg, where we were just talking about. Uh, and they're named after the patron saint of Ruhmwind, St. Christoffel. Uh, in 1995, they moved to their present location, enhanced their brewing facilities. 
Is this a room above? Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah that's quite frothed up. Yeah. Um, they brew the brew all their beers according to the fabled German Reinheitsgebot purity laws. So uh, all of their beers just contain water hops, yeast. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty dense, yeah. isn't it? Mm. I don't know when the, the date is for these because I got these a while ago and they may be hovering in the office. There is a reason why beers do that, um, why they froth up. Right, let's have a, have a crack at this. Mm. Have you got some of that? Yeah. It's, uh, yes, yeah, darker, just... cloudier, or more orangey. Than the last one. I would say it's almost yeah. almost totally opaque. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's got that. It's not a really strong smell. Uh, actually, slightly orangey, slightly fermenty. Mm. Oh, nice. <whistles> wow. Oof. That that wow. That. Mm. That's. Uh, mm. It's quite subtle. It is quite subtle. That's good. That's Compared to some of the beers we've had in here, believe me, <laughs> this is quite subtle. It's very zingy. Mm. It's quite. It's, it's very citrusy. You, you remember going to the van and buying um, packets of fizz whiz? You ever buy that stuff? Mm. It crackled on your tongue. Like pop, your tongue. popping candy, as you call it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah, like spice dust. Yeah, reminds me of that. Mm. And like... <laughs> 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 That is your question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not off, by the way. It's, no, it's uh, not off. This no, is what's supposed to like. Well, yeah. indeed. So, uh, in 1990, Christopher Blonde was awarded the Dutch title Best Beer from the Netherlands and it won it for three years in a row. Yeah. Well done there. You're not telling me this is a beer that's won an award. Yeah, it's won an award. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it or not. The reason why it says cloud is because. Um, because San Cristofel brew all their beers in the Reinhatschkebot purity, they don't filter their beers, um, they're not pasteurised, so they're going to be cloudy, they're going to be kind of, mm. it looks like a wheat beer, but it's not, um, it doesn't taste like, it doesn't taste like a wheat beer. Mm. Mm. It tastes like a, so, uh, it tastes I, really nice. I it's really like a, a lot mm. subtler than I expected for, a, the Lottie's bottom fermented beers tend to be mm. really kind of yeasty and mm. kind of pungent, but uh, not at all. Mm. This is, it's, uh, it's double hopped. Mm. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Uh, well, it means double Yeah, it means they, they put the hops in when they're brewing it in the mash, and then they hop it, dry hop it afterwards to get the hop kind of taste going. Mm. They put two additions of hops in. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of brewers do that. That's, that's not an unusual tactic. And some brewers put more hops in than that and get, get a crazy atom. Repeating on me quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, that's quite, a bad thing. I quite like the, the fact that it's that they've got this kind of purity thing going on with the, mm. just the basic ingredients, and there you go. Mm -hmm. I quite like that. Yeah. Bex is that. <laughs> Bex is brewed under the purity mm. laws, man. And it's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's alright, I don't mind it. But yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be nice. No, because like, quite a lot of my complaints about some beers are that they taste kind of artificially. Like they've got other stuff in them that you don't. And in fact, when we did the, the Marks and Spencers one, uh, the the borders, the Scottish borders one, uh, which said it was organic, mm. had this massive list of other stuff that was in it. Um, and we were thinking, we were kind of speculating. Well, is it because the other stuff's got like stabilizers and preservatives in it, and and because it's organic? 
it has to have other stuff to stop it going off. But but no, because this is this is this yeah. is just I, yeah. ideally your beer should just have water hops and yeah, I mean, well, the Rhinehash Kebab, when it was formed in 1516, only had three things in it, and that was water, hops, and barley. Um, and beers that didn't uh, conform to that were forcibly, like, they packed the casks apart with axes and poured it away in the street. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Yeast wasn't in that because no one knew yeast existed then until it was discovered. Mm. So then they added yeast to the, the, the ingredients. Mm. No, it's quite interesting, actually. I was, uh, I've been making a lot of bread of late. In the old days, you used to make sour, what we call sourdough bread. Now, because you know, we use what? We just kind of put stuff in a box, uh, in, a, in a bucket, and left it for a couple of days. Mm. And all the natural spores in the mm. atmosphere made mm. it do its business, and then you could bake it. The Egyptians kind of worked out that they used to brew beer, and they worked out you can use yeast. But they used to make beer the same way, they just kind of leave it out. Yeah. And then all the still do, stuff, they? yeah, they still do the that in Belgium. Yeah. Uh, and then they thought, wait a minute. We'll give that a shot in bread, it might help, and then it made the bread do the same business. Egyptians, yeah, yeah, clearly. Had the right idea. And and then that that knowledge was lost, and then rediscovered later, was it? I don't think it was ever lost. No, I I don't think it was ever lost. I mean, I'm sure the pharaoh sat back for a pint of cream of ale. <laughs> and then Herbert took over from the, the Egyptians, kind of carried on the yeah, Sumerians. Spread throughout. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was quite interesting. That they, they knew that when you left stuff out, then something mm. happened. But they couldn't have had any idea what it was. <clears throat> it was like, we've got to do that because that, that's the way it is. Spontaneous, crazy. Works, yeah. Anywhere there are hot, thirsty men, there'll be beer. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the first beer they produced. Uh, this was called Christoffel beer because it's the only one they did. Uh, after the, uh, then changed the name to Christopher Blonde after the colour of it. It's a bottom fermented golden coloured beer with a full body, balanced taste, and a beautiful bitterness due to a generous addition of fresh hops during the brewing process. The aroma is fruity and has a fresh taste with a pleasant hoppy finish. Mm. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I can concur. I'll have some more of that. Yeah, <laughs> top me up. Uh, it's got. Just check the thing. It's got these uh, crazy caps. Um, coming up eight minutes. Okay. These uh, special metally ceramic-y, rubbery cap things. Yeah, there's a name for those, and I can't remember what it is for the life of me. I was thinking about it all day today, what these things are called. But. And I remember uh, when I was at high school, it, it was the fashion to wear these on your laces. Yep. On your, um, on your Adidas uh, uh, Samba, uh, or your Adidas Tango, which is what I had. Um, <laughs> all this shit didn't make it as far north as uh, as Orton either. We still work. But, but I do remember breaking <laughs> felt shoes. Felt boilers. <laughs> uh, I do remember um, trying to break into uh, the Huntsman in uh, Mayfield to steal these bottle caps off the um, empty bottles that they threw up. Did you have these bottle caps on your laces? And- uh, personally, no, but a lot of people, a lot of cool kids in my school did, yeah. Mm. I was never that much into bros, so I never really did it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really wear the whole kind of the jeans and the, the denim top when I was out. Jeans with patches on, jeans with uh, prints on. Yeah. yeah. You actually attempted to break into a pub. So that's a no. admission of... Uh, uh, no, not the pub, just the kind of um, little yard bit outside where they uh, stacked up all the... So you can find them in the empties, right? Yeah. The Huntsman, which... It's not in the 
Okay, I think maybe we should score this because we're at nine minutes. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we can always drink a bit off air, uh, much to the pleasure of our listeners. And you, okay, this is Christophe Leblanc. What's your score? Um, five and a half. Because mm. uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's um, pretty and. Zingy and uh, tasty. It's a lot more tasty than the last one, and um, I really like the fact that it's really natural. Oh yeah, oh natural. Hmm. Uh, I like it. I'm going to give it eight. Wow, you got a lovely bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Holy! <Wow. laughs> that that is crazy. It's for the cat. Yeah, it's for the cat. <laughs> Two points for the cat. Uh, yeah, nice bottle. Uh, I'm very surprised. Uh, I usually don't like these bottle fermented beers too much. Uh, it doesn't have any of the pungency and unpleasantness and yeastiness. Very fresh. Uh, well, I, I see you at eight, and I, I raise you eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's tremendous. I was actually going to give it a nine, but um, we've got two, was it 350 mil bottles between us, between three of us. Um, and the first one I drank almost immediately because it was just so nice. My second go, it's still nice, but it's starting to get a bit kind of too much now. Yeah, you wouldn't drink a lot. Yeah. It's not a lot. Yeah. It's not a session. But drink. you cannot yeah. taste any alcohol in there at all. I mean, if you had that, how, how mm. much? I mean, you couldn't tell that was 6%. It just does not taste like it. 6%? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, how do you that? Well, thank you for proving my point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the taste is so nice. It's got all the nice things about a wheat beer. None of that horrible, cloying, nastiness that wheat beers have. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, I said I'm going to raise my score to 6. Okay. Sweet. Oh, yeah. 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 My passion of no, words. Words. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do like it actually. It's good. It's good. It's such a drinkable beer for six percent, and it's the taste. Of it, it's it's so good. Um, and yeah, you're right. As you're saying about how it's it's brewed, they've got all the the, the good history mm. behind it, and they brew it in the right way. Mm. And I'm not surprised this was the best beer in the Netherlands. It's very no, good. It's a worthy winner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm liking that a lot. Okay, that's Christophe Blonde uh, from the brewery Saint Christophe in Rumen. And when you come back, where are you going to go, monkey? As in monks, not in the animals. Or maybe we are. (laughs) Those the animals, you mean? No, maybe we are. There's a link there. Well, you you can piss in the bowl in the cabin. (laughs) So nobody sees you. Hello. Okay, we're back. This is our third beer in our Dutch special. Special. And this is, Gruden? Uh... Um, it's a beer. <laughs> it's a beer with a bearded monk on the bearded monk. Yes, it's Boodle's Capuchin. 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 It's probably Capuchin, or I don't know how they pronounce it. It's another strong one, isn't Yeah. It's 6.5% from the uh, Boodle's Brewerage in Boodle's. You better start timing. Okay. iPhone's gone. Oh, we have our iPhone timers giving up the ghost already. Alright, we're off. Okay, so yep, there you go. It's the money shot. That's <laughs> <laughs> a tiny, a tiny one. Not quite the drama of the last yeah. uh, Boudel's Brewery are an independent brewery established Ooh, it's a dark in one. Yeah. 1870 under the name so. Brewery de Hoop, which does not mean hoop, it means hope, a hope brewery. <laughs> they selected that name. Uh, yeah, that, the last beer is still repeating on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a busy ass beer. Say, Christoffel, that's, that, yeah, it's nice, but my, my goodness, it repeats me. Yeah, I'll be hearing that later. Uh, they, they called their brewery the Hope Brewery because they hoped everything would go well. That's nice of them. Uh, 
the symbol of the symbol of hope is uh, the anchor, which apparently is on their logo somewhere. I don't expect it on anchor. Uh, oh, I can only see a monk. I can't see the actual anchor. Oh, what? It's actually on the brewery logo, which is probably in the bottom right. That Buddha, Buddha's thing. Um, oh yes, I see. Anyway, they're now in the fourth generation of the same family, and they have 130 years of experience and tradition in brewing this beer. Well, we can we can try this and then we'll see how this goes. Back. It's very dark, isn't it? Mm. It's darker than I expected. Oh my! Whoa! Mm. It's one of those um. Oh, what's this? That's uh, salt and salt sauce. <laughs> 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 so, so, so mm, complex. That's a vinegary aftermath. I hope it's not on the road and back, is it? Oh, it, it does have a brown sauce. Ooh, it's, it's, got, it's got an unpleasant bro. taste, <laughs> I'll tell you that, friend. Yeah, I think I won't be opening that. The uh, door is spontaneously open. The ghost of the house. The ghost of the house. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> so, now I think. Yeah, very nice. I love it. <laughs> okay, oh, uh, this has a sweet taste, though a very dry aroma and a dry finish. Some, uh, this is a review actually on um, Rape Beer. Okay. <laughs> you can't <Time> know. <laughs> Two <It> sips. Burns. <laughs> Two sips and he's done. Uh, yeah, so this review on Rate Beer said that uh, the tastes vary from bacon, chalk, vanilla, butter, <laughs> chalk, <laughs> what? caramel, banana, and chocolate. I picked random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it tastes of uh, cheese, uh, mayonnaise, salt, uh, <laughs> Switzerland, uh, <laughs> worms. <laughs> <laughs> No, it does taste of some stuff. It's very malty. There's a big malty mm. taste after it. Um, actually, it's not. It's, it's all right. I it's know. all right. It's, it has. It, it's very unique to Rodenbach territory. No, no, it isn't. Cause it's, it's not very vaguely though. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not vinegary. There's no sharpness to it. No, there's no vinegary in it. Well, there, well, there, there is vinegary tones. Mm. You have to say. I can taste a vinegary undertone. Uh, don't make me do my bumble joke. I've got that for a while. Um, yeah, but it's nowhere near as sharp or as bitter. I mean, it's, it, it is bitter, but it's not. Well, it's not it, off. It's, it's not. Nice. It's not a good beer. Oh no! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but in your opinion, obviously, that, that's. Just it's not a beer. It's not a non-beer drinker's beer. I'll, I'll say that. Fair enough. Why, why is there a? a oh, you don't have to drink it. We don't want to. It's like you're just sniffing. It, has, it does have. A, there's something. In the smell, it's quite particular. Chalky bacon? <laughs> Chalk bacon, yeah. <laughs> it's quite creamy, quite, um, there's like something kind of a richness to it when you taste it. I think it smells a bit like a, like a, like a fridge that, that's, you know, when you go to look at a new flat and, and the, the previous tenants have taken everything out of the fridge, but then closed the door mm. for like a month. Mm. And then you open the door, and it's just That's quite a kind of pungent, right. yeah, yeah, smell. Reminds me of that. It's, <laughs> That's a very specific yeah. Yeah, situation. No, I, I was smelling it and thinking that reminds me of something very specific. I mean, also because we're drinking this 
uh, warmer than the other two beers because it's supposed to be drunk kind of slightly warmer and the last one too is supposed to be drank at 12 degrees um, flat coke as well mm, it looks like flat coke I don't know it, it's not quite as kind of it's not sweet as flat coke kind of leathery yeah, kind of leather, yeah. That's the kind of caramel, isn't it? Caramel malts, but mm. leather. Bacon. But the beer was really good. Anyway. Capuchins. Uh, as, as, as Grim said, there was a, a very bearded man on the front, and he is a, a capuchin monk. Uh, capuchins were an order of friars from the Catholic Church in 1520 uh, who wanted to live like um, Francis of Assisi, I think. Well, I don't think I know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so are they Franciscans? Or are they yeah, no, they, they split off from the Franciscans. Right. Uh, when a Franciscan friar called Matteo de Baschio said he became inspired by God to return to the life of St. Francis. And so he was punished by the Franciscans. He had to hide. Um, they were given... Uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> so, he, so he said, I want to be like St. Francis. And yep. he said, even though they are Franciscans, no, you're not allowed to. Basically, he, yeah, he wasn't. He was like a splinter group from the Franciscans. They were too soft, and he wanted to go back to the old, old, like old school. Old school. Yeah. Um, so the church authorities sought to arrest him for having abandoned their religious duties, but they were actually given solitude and refuge by the Camaladesi monks. In gratitude for which they adopted the hood, or worn by that order, and the long beards. Now the hood is called the capuccio, and from that we get the uh, capuchin monkey, which has a little kind of black thing on its head. Also, cappuccinos, apparently. Really? Yeah. Cool. Cappuccino is so called because the hood of foam on top looks like the hood worn by a, a Kamala de Lazy monk. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big ass fact for you, right there. Copied from Wikipedia how many hours ago. <laughs> Spoken with truth on the bit. Truth and conviction. Apparently. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't drink coffee. If that, but if that was a fact. Well, it is a fact. It's, 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 it's going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> when is Wikipedia ever wrong? If that is true, then it's an incredible fact. Hmm. Yeah. They wouldn't call it like a Fomicino, would they? They have to have some kind of name for it. Well, they wouldn't call it a Fomicino because that's English. Okay, what, what, whatever <laughs> Italian is. Well, they could call it a Hoodie Chino. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it not a cup of Chino? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, a cup of coffee. Yeah. Anyway, Ooh. actually, that's getting nicer now. The more I have of it, that's kind of settling in. Uh, you, probably not for you, but <laughs> um, no, I, I actually think it's not bad. Yeah, because it's complex. I can see what you're saying about Rodenbach. It's got that that kind of multi um, kind of complex kind of spice, but then it doesn't have the bitterness which Rodenbach does. No, it doesn't have the off. I can see the salt and sauce reference. Uh, <laughs> to any of our listeners not in Edinburgh, they might not get that, but uh, sauce is uh, a special sauce put on chips. Yeah, and chippies. Special vinegary, sauce. brown saucy kind of mm. I was in a hotel in Stirling the other week and I, was, uh, I went to breakfast with uh, my girlfriend and uh, the waitress came in and said, Yeah, can, gave us my kind of, I'd like sausage and eggs and stuff. And she says, do you want anything else? And I said, yeah, can I get some ketchup? And she went, uh, yeah, tomato? And I went, yeah? <laughs> no, ma- <laughs> mango, please. <laughs> I-, I was told afterwards because uh, they don't call it the 
they call it a red sauce. Yeah, red sauce. Yeah, that's good. Thing. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe, I don't know. I mean, anyway, that's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, this is It is red sauce. sauce, really, is it? Isn't it? I mean, it has. It's a red sauce. It's not, I mean, it's got nothing it's not to do with tomatoes. No, 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 that's, that's not right. There's ton, <laughs> apparently, there's plenty of tomatoes in this house. Really? Yeah. For real? Yeah, for real. No, Heinz tomato ketchup. There's plenty. There's plenty of tomatoes. There's one right there. Ingredients tomatoes, 132 grams per 100 grams of ketchup. <laughs> so it's got more, even even more <laughs> tomatoes than it is it's physically uh, possible. So there you go. You can't get much better now, can you? Can I say the second ingredient is probably sugar? Uh, spirit vinegar. No, okay. Third is sugar. Right. Salt, spice, and herb extracts containing celery and spice. There you go. So it doesn't even have that many additives. It's great. Yeah, just tomatoes and vinegar. Mm. Happy days. Well, well that's, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah, but always that's Heinz. Always get Heinz. Yeah. yeah. How what has this got to do with beer? Actually, no. I, I had Marks and Spencer's ketchup. That's quite nice. Because this tastes like fair enough. This tastes like brown sauce. <laughs> <laughs> tastes like daddy's sauce. Daddy's oh, daddy's is good. Daddy's sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Anyway, that's all my facts for. Uh, we're at ten minutes, so I think maybe we should score. Andy, you want to give a score for Boodle's Capuchin? None. <laughs> 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 never, no points. The second never no points. Wow. Okay. Why? You, you got to justify a zero score with some kind of vitriol. So go. <laughs> it it's unpleasant to drink. It 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 smells horrible. It 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 smells like an unopened fridge. <laughs> it tastes of leather, flat coke, and brown sauce. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a, da a damning indictment. It is a, that is a damning indictment. Graham? Uh, um, I was going to give it a six, but in the, the vitriol that's just spewed <laughs> forth, I think I'll maybe give it a seven. I kind of counteract that a bit. Because initially I thought it was just a bit much, but uh, as it's warmed up a bit and kind of mm. eased off a bit, I think it's quite yeah, an interesting yeah. beer. I wouldn't drink much of it, but um, a very complex mm. arrangement. Well, I bought two bottles, and one of which is not open, so if you want to take it home and see if it grows any, you want to look at that. Feel free to take it back to London. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give that seven and a half. It's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's very complex. Um, it's very malty, which is nice. It's got a nice kind of... It's not really spicy, but there is that kind of hint of other flavours to it. Um, it's 6.5%, so it's, it's pretty hefty on the alcohol front. Uh, it's verging towards a trapper's beer, but it's not particularly. It's, I like it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I would drink that again definitely, and I'm going to have to. I think. Cause I've yeah. So that's good. Well, we always like to polarize opinions. Uh, so that was uh, Boodle's Capuchin. Uh, when you come back, we will have our final beer from our Dutch special, which is uh, a hefty mofo. It's another staring at us. It certainly is. Yeah, yeah looking very sinister. Well, yeah, you know, but you can piss in the ball in the cabin, <laughs> so nobody sees you. Uh, hello. Uh, actually, I don't actually know what hello in Dutch is. Anybody speaking Dutch? Hey, hey, who's Hey, hey, is that's in Sweden. Swedish, yeah, it's probably that kind of similar thing. Or it might be more guttural than like. Welcome to the podcast.
this is our final bit of, of our Dutch special breakfast, uh, and this is La Trap Quadruple. Oh. You would like to uh, knock the top off this bad boy? That's quadruple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can have a bit of, uh, bit of drama this time. A fizzle. Oh, Mm. Put that on the microphone and get that heating sound. Uh, so this is La Trap Quadruple. It's uh, from the brewery De Koningshoven in Berkel Inshot. <laughs> in what? <laughs> you say what? <laughs> That's just how they pronounce it. Say what? Berkel Inshot. Uh, La Trap. The, the brewery Koningshoven founded. In 1884, within the walls of the Abbey of Onslieve Wood of Konigshoven. Uh are there any Dutch Trappist brewery? I think I read that there were, well I did read, but I'm not sure if it's right. There are only five Trappist breweries in the world, uh, and this is the only one that's not in Belgium. Oops, that's nice. Yeah, Trappist brewery being beer that is brewed by monks. Uh, properly. Like, by an actual genuine Trappist brewery. <laughs> This was completely flat. The other two have a mighty head. They might be disappearing. Why is that? Um, the Abbey opened a brewery inside the monastery in 1884 in order to finance the monastery and contribute to charitable causes. Um, they actually owned several bars in the area and produced a, a lager under their Trappist brand. Uh, in 1969, though, they licensed their brewing operations to Artois, now InBev. Uh, however, they then bought the brewery back from InBev in 1980, and they've gone back to brewing it themselves. Any beer with the word Trappist on it, I instantly become quite fan. I approach it with trepidation. You're not a fan of the monkey thing? <laughs> no, I just... Uh, <laughs> you approach it with Trappistation. Trappistation. No, it's just generally the, the, the kind of... Um, the punishing strength. Yeah, and, and this has got that kind of really strong figurine. Yeah, it's quadruple, so it's going to be uh, mega. But uh, it has a pleasant full-body taste. Kind of yeah, actually, I was going to ask you to read the bottle of the last one because it's in Dutch, but I forgot. Never mind. It's over there. Uh, yes, wow. this is the strongest beer they do. It has a beautiful amber colour. Let's have a look at the amber colour. Oh, it does. It does, yeah. Hmm. Wait, um, the warm taste is full. That's. Well, well balanced. It's going to be, yeah. A little bit sweet, pleasantly bitter. It's quite sweet. It's aged in oak barrels, which gives the uh, beer even fuller taste with a special wooded scent, which is comparable to a wood aged red wine. Mm. Mm. That's quite, yeah, that's quite mm. close, actually. Get any wood? Yeah. Actually, I do. <laughs> I, I, I got wood. Is it, is it one of these things that you, you wouldn't get it if you didn't? It, I think it's quite banana y as well. Maybe I'm not tasting it. It's a really quite sweet. Mm. Hefty loads of sweetness. Oh, yeah. Like some, uh, some French mm. fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting butterscotch. That's nice. That's really Ooh. nice and warm, isn't it? Yeah, it's which, it's which you'd expect it being you know, 10%. 10%? Yeah, it's 10%. Wow. <laughs> From 1980 until 1999, the brew is run by the monks, but Unfortunately, they all started getting old and dying, so they couldn't operate the brewery. They, they set up a company to set this to take over instead of a large commercial brewery. Um, and actually, B Bavaria, the large brewery, they contacted and they set up a sub-company of Bavaria to do this for them. 
they took over in 1999 this company uh, and they rented buildings and equipment and did all kinds of things uh, which was good for the monks because they could rely more on, on monking than that on brewing but it, it, it wasn't good in terms of being Trappist and the, the International Trappist Association uh, claimed that this was out with the Trappist label and removed it from the brewery so they were no longer a Trappist brewery Oh, because they had outsourced it? Because they outsourced it to a, a sub-company of a large brewer to do it for mm. them. Oh, that's fair enough, of course. So they were not allowed to say this was an authentic Trappist product. They still carried on, though. Uh, uh, and eventually the, the monk authorities in the IB thought this was this Bavaria brewery arrangement was too commercialised. So the um, once the logo was taken away on the 1st of December 1999, they thought they would do something about it. Um, the brewery continued to label their beer as a Trappist beer, even though technically it wasn't. But they reviewed the, the International Trappist Association and the brewery and the Abbey reviewed it. And eventually they decided to come to agreement and it was uh, told they could carry on brewing it and still be called Trappist. So that was a very lengthy story to say <laughs> that eventually the monks went out. And this is actually still a Trappist brewery because the monks have taken a more active control in this. Uh, they, they started working and actually <laughs> I did actually find out that one of them works in a gift shop in the brewery and, mm. and by doing that it means that the monks are actually employed therefore they can call it a Trappist beer yeah. there you go it's fascinating anyway what do you think about it Grant you a fan is it, is it um, it's a hell of a sweet mm. it's a bit much a bit syrupy is it reinforcing your your Anti-Trappist tendency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's okay. It's, it's not bad. Hmm. It's just, it doesn't... I, I quite like the hardcore IPA as well. Because it did have sweetness, but it did offset it by a decent hoppy bitterness as well. Hmm. Whereas this yeah. is really, really quite sweet. Yeah. See, I think that tastes a bit like um, root beer. It's got a kind of Dr. Pepper taste to it. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's warm, because we're serving it actually, which we should kind of sell a temperature. Um, it's, it's all right, it's, it's, it's okay. Though. But as it warms up, you get more of the sweetness out of it. Any, any beer that warms will get sweeter. Mm -hmm. So it's got, yeah, it's got almost like a Dr. Pepper taste to it. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Very strong, though. Very strong. strong. <laughs> this one, you yeah. can taste the beer in it, the alcohol. Compared to the other two that were 6%, you couldn't really. Yeah, yeah we're just having a small glass here, probably 100 mils. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. probably enough. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely a, an evening sipper. <clears throat> the um, I don't know. Yeah, you know what you were saying. When a beer gets so strong to ten percent, they have to offset that with like dumping loads of sugar in it. Mm. Why bother then? <laughs> Why not just make it six or seven percent and mm. not have to do that? Mm. That's uh, that's just kind of you, you need the whole spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they've got doubles, they've got triples, they've got quadruples, and this is they put so much malt in it to balance the alcohol that it's going to be even sweet. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But the the downside will always be that you'll have to kind of double the sugar in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I quite like it though. Um, the smell reminds me of um good because it is quite sugary. The smell mm -hmm. reminds me of those guys that stand on the street and they've got those. Uh, peanuts and sugar, and you know, you do, they do those things, mm. Mm. and they put them in little bags. 
It's always a good non-beer analogy. <laughs> something completely different. Every time Andy says the smell reminds me of, or the taste reminds me of, it's like you never know what you're going to get. Reminds me of when you go to the zoo and there's this yeah. badger that. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to get your zoos badgers in the zoo. Endangered is the endangered species. Yeah, I was down the badger zoo last week. It was great. <laughs> I went to the diary. There was nothing out. It's terrible. I got a knife. Just hold me around. Um, I, I I think it tastes quite bananae, which which I quite like actually. I think that's the sweetness. Yeah, that, mm. that, that's, that's the warm, the warming and the malt. When, when they combine, you get a banana kind of taste. Mm. Yeah, there's some beers that they've made it actually taste really like banana. Can we taste any oak? Mm. This is oak aged, so is there any oak? No, I'm not sure. It's kind of it's so overpowering. Otherwise, I'm not sure. I, can I thought maybe it. there was a little bit of. Cinnamon mm. taste in there. Mm. And our oak aged beers are big, especially in, in the USA. They do a lot of yeah, craft brewers there do a lot of oak aged beers, but they're they're very strong too. And this is this, I think it's one of those beers where there's something else that you're not quite, you can't quite mm. put your finger on. And if you didn't know that it was oak aged, you'd like, yeah, mm, what's that? Mm. But oh, it's big. I think oh, it's big. It's just kind of... It is, I think. Maybe it's one of those beers that it, it tastes interesting and it tastes quite nice, but you couldn't really drink, you couldn't really recommend it as a kind of, have, here, have a pint of this. Mm. Oh, crikey. Oh, no, no, no. I'm struggling <laughs> to get through my small glass. Yeah, man. But yeah. These beers aren't intended to be drunk in pints. This is your stereotypical get the fire out and sit in front of it with a small bottle of this and mm. enjoy. This is a, a sipper and it's like a... It is, it's like a fine wine. Yeah. It, it is like yeah. a proper beer you should take time over. Mm. Uh, it's not, not like Linda Bean Pilsner in, in any spectrum of imagination. It's, yeah. Yeah, this is a, it's one to be savoured. Yeah, yeah I, I, and in that way, it's the, it's the complete opposite of that, that mm. Pilsner. Mm. Mm. At the same time, I'd probably rather drink wine. It's all the same. Yeah. It's what it, it's really difficult to score these beers because mm. although you can appreciate the tastes, uh, you think, well, is anyone going to have this? Or well, even yeah, I, even a bottle would be difficult to get through. I think. No, yeah. I mean I, I I don't try. I try not to score these on would I like <coughs> to drink this on a regular basis. Uh, I try and kind of think about. More purist kind of uh, purist tendency. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's go in nine minutes. So, uh, Andy, we'll start with you again. Uh, what's your score? For? Uh, I don't often give sevens, but I'm going to give it a seven because hmm. I quite like it. Spectacularly high for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I quite like it, but it's um, not. It's not. You couldn't get much of it down here. No. And then what 10% beer couldn't you get much time? Unless you're an alcoholic. That's probably a good thing. Um, I would say five. I say it is an interesting beer. It is a complex beer. Packed to punch, as you'd expect. Uh, it's just a bit too heavy on the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty ballsy. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven, too. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's very, very... Lots of taste going on. Um, actually, now I've had a bit more of it, and the, it's getting a bit warmer. That kind of whole Dr Pepper thing is gone. And it, yeah, it just tastes very sweet malt. Um, 
still can't really taste any oak, and I don't really know. What, well, I mean, you, you can taste oak in other things, maybe, but there's a very kind of woodiness, woody dryness to it. It's a great beer. I mean, yeah, I would. I do like some Trappist beers, but you only have one, and you sit in your armchair and you just drink it, reading the paper, and it's it's, it's great. Um, you know, it's ten percent. But yeah, it's it's a nice beer, definitely, and uh, I would certainly have that again if I could, if I could find it. So, so that was uh, La Trap Quadruple, and that was our Dutch Baycast special, which I said for the first time without going special. 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 You said Baycast as well. Baycast, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the winner for that one was uh, the Christoffel, Christoffel Blonde. Hey. Um, uh, a worthy winner. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'll just work out the scores quickly. You two would like to say something amusing? No pressure. Uh, well, I think give us a uh, rating on iTunes, uh, comment on the posts, um, just do it. Give us an email. <laughs> Twitter us, we're on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. At the Baycast. We're doing quite well on Twitter, actually. We, we are, yeah. We've got yeah. a lot of followers now. Followers us. I don't even know what Twitter is. I don't even know what Twitter is. Yeah, I don't know either. But we I, do I don't as an organisation. But yeah, loads of people follow us. Loads of us. Like who? Breweries. And other uh, beer blogs. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's not bad. No, that's a good thing. <laughs> no, we're just sticking to the beer. Rest easy. Yeah. Yeah, the beer. Universe. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that was our that was our Belgian special. The winner was Christopher Blonde that scored uh, 75%, which is a very good score. Doesn't quite put it into the top four for our beer of the year candidates at the moment. I mean, I know we're now in November. <laughs> I'm going to say that because it's probably going to go out in yeah. October. Um, so, but it's, it's a very regular score. It's a great bit. So, uh, thank you to, uh, to, to Grooman and to Andy for joining me. Yep. And we will see you in a couple of weeks with another big cast. Uh, in the meantime, good evening and enjoy your food. Six minutes to midnight, so that's that's me back up roughly. Hey, it's a mistake. Bedtime, all right, okay. Okay, do me. Yep. We're going to have to stay up for a bit though, because there's going to be piss coming through. <laughs> 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 well, I can't get most of it out of the system.